When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, we are back with a Lola's Ramblings and Musings episode. And I will go ahead and let you in on a little secret about today's episode. It's going to be a long one, okay? It's going to be a long one. And I have no way of avoiding that. I, I, I was really excited to record this episode. This Ramblings and Musings episode is going to be one where I am going to be very blunt and upfront about my mental state in K-drama land. <laughs> I don't think I've been, I'm going to like, I don't think I've been this overwhelmed with K-dramas in about two years. Like, I think this is, I, I, I want to have a real serious conversation. I think in this ramblings and musings episode about burnout, about oversaturation, about maybe a K-drama slump. I don't know, but I definitely think this is going to be a nice time to kind of have a chit chat about that. But I am not just going to ramble and muse about um, the state of K-drama. I'm going to also talk specifically about K-dramas. I have quite a few dramas to discuss, and this is why this episode is probably going to be so long. I have um, some quick final impressions for a couple dramas I even have some midpoint impressions for a few dramas. And then I also have some first impressions. And you'll understand while you're listening why I've decided to include first impressions and midpoint impressions and final impressions in a Ramblings and Musings episode and not a standalone episode. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do it this way. No, I do know. That's a lie. I do know why I've decided to do this way. And I think I'll explain it as I start to talk about the specific dramas. But before that, I will go ahead and kind of just just fill you in on how I'm doing. Okay, let's just be really honest with one another and let's let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. So before I get into specific dramas in this episode, I have to talk about what I've been doing to myself. I'm putting it like that because I am putting this on myself. Yes, this is all self-inflicted. My, the way that I consume K-dramas is in a way that is exclusive. That can cause um, for this sense of being overwhelmed when you turn around and you see every single week new uh, new K-dramas are dropping. And it's just like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, huh? Wait, what? I'm not done with these five. And you're telling me four more have started? So yes. And that made me think about this kind of concept of being oversaturated and feeling like there's just a lot happening at once. 
and some of it is touching on the same thing as far as like these K-dramas are like sisters and brothers. Like they are so familiar to one another that it's kind of like, did we need another one of these? And I am a little frustrated with that. And I didn't think I would be frustrated with that because I can get down some K-dramas. That is literally what I have dedicated (laughs) this podcast to is getting down my K-dramas like I've done for almost, you know, 20 years. So that is what I like to do. But I have hit a little bit of a wall, I think, with these latest releases. I've hit a wall with some of the things that I just finished watching, some things that I'm still in the middle of watching, and I'm just kind of like hitting up against the wall with them. And it's probably not all the drama's fault. (laughs) Some of it is just me being a little... um, water logged with dramas but uh, some of it is also the the dramas that we're we're, we're getting okay let's just be 100 percent. let's be honest so when I, while i'm talking about some of these specific dramas i'm gonna start to sound i think a little bit um like a negative nancy about um some of them and i don't want you all to think that <laughs> I hate these dramas or anything like that, but I will probably be a little, little negative, more negative than I usually am when I talk about K-dramas because I try not to be. I try not to talk about things that make me want to be negative, <laughs> but in this case, I, I'm, I, I got to talk about it and I hope that's okay. Um, so if I'm talking about a drama that you're watching or that you just finished watching or that you really enjoyed and I'm not being so nice to it, please, please don't hate me. I promise you it could just be me, right? It could just be me in the state that I'm actually in right now watching K-dramas. Um, but it could also be the drama. <laughs> it could also be the drama, okay? But, you know, it's okay. I want to be honest with you all. So this is what this episode is going to sound like. It's going to be honesty, okay? I'm just going to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling with K-dramas and a lot of the new releases. I'm struggling with some of the ones that I just finished as far as like, why did I go through all of that? (laughs) Why did I put myself through that? And was that worth it? And what did I really gain from that? And did we need that drama? I don't know. And then I hate to question things like that because I always feel like there's a space for any story, right? I, I believe that it doesn't matter what the story is, it could be a story that someone needs and someone relates to and someone enjoyed. So I have a really hard time bashing dramas. And I'm not sure if and if that's just because I find value and I can I can see how anyone will find value in any story, right? But even in saying that, you know, I can say some negative things about dramas if I have to. And so I... I have some negative things to say and I don't, I feel really bad about it. I do, but it's also going to be, I think, sugar-coated with some other good things. I have some other positive things to say about some dramas. So I think it should kind of balance itself out, but I wanted to preference you all that there will, and there may be some negativity in this episode that you're probably not that used to in listening to my episodes. But like I said, we're going to be honest. I know you guys understand. I know you guys will appreciate me just being truthful about what's going on for me in K-drama land right now. And, you know, just laying it all out there because that's what I'm doing. I'm laying it all out there. Um, But yeah, so as I continue to talk about these specific dramas, you'll hear 
more of my attitude about the state of K-dramas in me. (laughs) I should title this episode, The State of K-dramas in Lola, because that's how I feel right now. It's like, what is going to happen? I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, But this is going to be important for me. I think this is what I need. I need to take stock um, of where I'm feeling and how I'm feeling. Um, about some of these dramas and kind of what this may mean in going forward the rest of this year and and what else I'm expecting from dramas and things like that. So let's go ahead and get started with some of those dramas and some of my thoughts on them. So the first set of dramas that I want to talk about are dramas that I you know finished and didn't talk about in detail, but this is kind of like my final impressions about them. So I want to talk specifically about today's webtoon, Poong the Jolson Psychiatrist, and Good Job. So I did complete all of those within the last month, within this last month. And um I I'm and I have <laughs> And I have to say, out of all of those three dramas, I actually enjoyed all of them. I know, right? I enjoyed all of them on the surface. But if I actually dig deep and I kind of nitpick, not even nitpick, if I actually go a little bit deep and I see, um, you know, how I how I finished them and kind of where I was left after finishing them, I will say there was this moment of like, hmm, well, that was okay. You know, I had a little moment of like, well, that's, that was okay. It didn't blow me out of the water. It didn't change my life. It didn't make me want to ever watch these dramas again. And let me preface that about Hung the Jolson Psychiatrist, because I absolutely enjoyed Hung um, the Jolson Psychiatrist. I really, really did. And I think the minute that I started to not enjoy it so much <laughs> was when we probably hit around episode 10 and it was only 12 episodes and they were not anywhere near telling, finished telling the story. And I thought, Hey, this is weird because, Hmm, where, when are we going to get a chance to finish the story? They're going to have to rush it. What is going on? Only to of course realize that, they're going to be doing a part two in 2023. And and I've talked about this before multiple times in a lot of episodes of mine. I'm not a big fan of season twos, of part twos, of and continue at a later time kind of state of dramas. Like I'm not a fan of it. I don't really enjoy it. And it takes me out of the experience of watching whatever part one or first season that I, that you're, you're giving me. It takes me out of it. I can see it. I can see the season two. And I don't like seeing that in my gay dramas. I don't like it. I don't, I don't know how I will start liking it, but I just don't. So in this scenario with Poong, that is where I kind of was like, man, I really enjoyed you until I got to that point. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll finish the story in part two in next year when it comes out. So I'll be back. <laughs> but I, I, I still it took my took away from my experience of what I, when I was watching it and finishing it. It really did. So you know it is what it is, I guess. So now let me talk about today's webtoon. I really did enjoy today's webtoon, and I. I thought it had a lot of great messaging in it. It was very, it had, you know, it was very, you know, encouraging, motivational, you know, inspirational. I had a lot of, it had a lot of golden nuggets in there and I really enjoyed that. Um, 
I also just love seeing Joy Daniel because I hadn't seen him in a while and he looks so gorgeous in that drama. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, I had other reasons to enjoy it, but in the story it was simple. And that's the other thing it was, you know, it played, it told its story. There was no issues with the writing for me as far as like, you know, it being convoluted or them not wrapping up any loose ends or any plot holes. Like it was pretty solid across the board. I mean, it, it was an adaptation. So, you know, I already had a story to go off on. So it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was solid, but there was something very kind of, you know, mild about it. Like it didn't, it, it didn't blow me away by the time I finished it. I was like, okay, that was nice. You know? And I was like, okay, the end. Um, would I watch it again? No, I don't think it's something that I, I think I might kind of forget about it um, in a couple months. And I, and I don't like that. I mean, does that mean it was a bad drama? No, absolutely not. Like I said, it was solid all the way to the end and the performances were great. Um, and you smiled and you kind of, you know, teared up a little bit at, at points, but it was kind of just a little bit forgettable and um and yeah I was a little just okay after finishing today's webtoon and so that's why I didn't take out the time to actually do like a final impressions just for today's webtoon or Poon the Jolson psychiatrist like I just I didn't have lots to say kind of just left me kind of lukewarm and I don't know if that was me or if the really was just the drama. <laughs> so, so, you know, forgive me if I'm sounding harsh, but that's that's how I felt with those two. Um, another drama I just finished was Good Job. And I didn't do any kind of first impressions, any kind of, I didn't talk about me watching Good Job at all. And if you don't know what Good Job is, it is, um, it was a, I don't even know, it was like a detective, you know, um, kind of drama. It was only, I think, 12 episodes. It was starring Yuri, Kwang Yuri, um, and Jung Il-woo, because they've worked together in the past, you know, and they, and um, Bosom last year. And so it was their, you know, little return to a drama together. So I was kind of excited to see them work together again. So that's why I ended up watching it. But the actual plot and all of that was nothing extravagant at all. It was a little slapstick, um, not even a little, it was a lot slapstick, a lot of bad disguises, you know, that kind of thing. Very simple story. Like you could tell in each scene what was going to happen, even though it was trying to have like a little mystery to it. It was like there was no actual mystery. Um, so that was a little, little Mm, you know, a little boring, but I did like seeing their characters, um, Son Woo and Sera. I like seeing their interactions. They were adorable. They had a really cute, um, second lead couple that was like so much fun to watch. So like the best part of this drama was that it was funny. Like there were actual laugh out loud moments for me. And I really got a kick out of their kind of relationship and kind of like this little, um, riffraff team that they all formed as they were solving, you know, these little cases. I liked it. it I mean, I liked it as much as it was also slightly boring. <laughs> I was watching it not for the plot. Let me just say that I was watching it for the interactions between the characters and there were really cute moments and I liked those. But as far as the entire drama, it was, it was lackluster. Um, and so it was another drama that I finished that kind of just left me feeling like, 
okay that was okay I guess and and if you can just hear like after watching and finishing three dramas like that you're kind of like what are we doing what what am I doing it had me sitting there for a second like why am I doing this again to myself why didn't I just drop some of these why did I go through it why did I finish these what was it And I think I am a sucker at times. Like if you don't completely offend me, I'll find a way to finish it, finish it. And, and that's, I guess a good thing sometimes, but other times I think it's training when it's kind of back to back to back, finishing kind of lukewarm, mediocre, um, dramas. It just is. And I got to do better with that. I can't just sit through things just to say I sat through them. I need to actually value my time a little bit more. (laughs) And I don't know if I want to say that those dramas were a waste of my time. I don't think that at all. But I did feel like I should have spaced them out maybe. Like maybe, you know, watch today's webtoon and just kind of left the other two for a little bit. And then once I finished that, then you know, start those, but watching them at the same time and finish them at around the same time, it just kind of left me with like a a little sour taste in my mouth. And I was, I was in shock. Like, what, what did I just sit through? What, why did I just go through that? And I don't like that that happens. I really don't. Cause it makes me start to kind of, you know, reject (laughs) K-dramas in a way, you know, with anything, if you're continually experiencing the same thing over and over again, you're kind of like, okay, you know what, maybe I just won't engage anymore. And I don't want to get to that point because I, I love my K-dramas and I like to stay up on them. And I, and I, and I, and this is just how it's been for many, many years of my life, but there have come a time when I have just kind of found a lull and what was being aired and just kind of being like, yeah, no. And then I go back and I watch a lot of my favorites and my oldies that I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch in a long time. And I want to do that. I want to get to that point where I am able to free myself up from the currently airing dramas to go back and watch some of my oldies, but goodies. Um, but I never can find the time. But like I said, this me and this kind of season of K-dramas for me is making me want to go into that mode of, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. And I'm just going to go back and revive my my love um, and of K-dramas with some of the good ones that are, you know, verified by me already. And then I'll come back. But not yet, but not yet. And and as I continue to talk through these these dramas, We'll, we'll see why I haven't taken a break just yet. <laughs> okay. So now that I've kind of talked about those little final impressions of those three dramas that I just finished, I want to talk about some kind of like midpoint um, impressions of a few that I'm still currently watching. So mind you, I'm watching too many. This, this is a problem. So I'm going to talk about for like midpoint kind of recap, not recap, but just kind of how I'm feeling at the midpoint with these dramas. Little Women. Once Upon a Small Town, The Law Cafe, and Mental Coach Jagad. So let me just go ahead and get this one out of the way because there's not a ton to say. Once Upon a Small Town, I I don't even know where to begin. Okay, yes, I do. It's boring. 
period. I'm done. Okay, that's it. That's my midpoint impressions of Once Upon a Small Town. It's boring. And Joy's performance is mediocre at best. So sorry, Joy. I'm so sorry. But it's distracting. Like her performance in this drama is distracting. Um, And I feel like I was watching it just to see like if she would improve. I (laughs) I don't know. And it's not just her. Like there's some other little... There's some other acting kind of issues I have. And it's a story that it's so, it's been done and been done better. (laughs) Let's just say that. It's, it's been, it's a story that we've seen and we've seen it be done a lot better with a lot better performances. So I, I cannot recommend Once Upon a Small Town at this point for me. I am seriously considering dropping it. The only reason I am still watching it is because the way that they have released the... I mean, it's actually just finished airing. So all 12 episodes are out, I believe. Um, And I'm on episode seven because I just finished episode six. So I... It's going so fast. Like once you start watching it, because the episodes, and I talked about this when I, you know, did a first impressions or a quick pop off about this drama, they're so short to me. They're like 30 something minutes. And so that ends up making me feel like I'm not sitting there and being tortured for too long. So then by the time I get to the point of being like, oh, what was that? The next one's already, you know, starting. And so I just finish on through. (laughs) I guess because I'm so used to sitting, you know, through over an hour long episodes, I'm, I feel like I'm just watching, you know, a normal episode when I watch two. So it's been moving pretty fast for me. So that's why I've made it this, this far with Once Upon a Small Town, but it's not really that interesting. It really, really isn't. And the, like I said, if there was like a chemistry, like their chemistry between the, you know, the actors and the characters were just so mind blowing and I didn't care about the plot, then I think that would have kept me, I mean, that would make me feel like, okay, it still has something, some good good to it, but I don't even, I'm not even vibing with that. So I think I'm going to drop it. And so this is where I was like having this talk with myself about, this is what I need to do. I need to just be okay with the dropping dramas. I know I'm not too afraid to do it when it's really, really offensive, but this one isn't offensive. It's just kind of like blah, it's just really blah. And so I couldn't justify like, okay, it's not offending me, blah. I mean, Joy's performance is kind of... (laughs) me stop that is so not nice but yeah I, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm gonna drop it but I think that would free me up and you know my time and my energy and my space up to just go ahead and let it go um but it feels like I'm almost done I'm almost there and that's just like I said this is self-inflicted like my me dealing with what I'm dealing with with k-dramas right now is all me um technically but but yeah, so that's me and Once Upon a Small Town. Sorry, that's all I got. The other drama that I, and the other out of the, I think I gave you four. Yeah, the four dramas that I want to talk about midpoint. I want to talk next about The Law Cafe. So I did do another, I did a quick pop-off with The Law Cafe. Um, I, yeah, I did a quick pop-off with Once Upon a Small Town and The Law Cafe. And at that point, when I was watching the two, it was like the first two episodes or three episodes of each, I preferred The Law Cafe over Once Upon a Small Town. 
And I still do. I actually am still actively into the Law Cafe. And unlike Once Upon a Small Town, they do have me with our leads and the chemistry. Like that is enough for me to keep watching. Is the story itself amazing? No, <laughs> no, it is not. But this is one that kind of, um, I can I can get through the episodes without an issue. Like I just, I just can. And I'm like, I like that. I appreciate that. Am I blown away by the end of each episode? No, but do I have a little... A, a little good time while I'm watching. Yes, I do. It's another kind of funny one, romantic comedy. So I'm having a you know a couple laughs, and there's a lot of cute moments. And I and I kind of just I, I and I kind of just vibe with it. I kind of just vibe um, with it. And 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 I've and it's been that way. And that's how I've been able to get through it. Like I said, the overall story is not you know boring either. It's just not amazing, <laughs> you know. It's just not amazing, but it's also not boring. So I have less issues with the Law Cafe. Um, and the Law Cafe has Lee Seung-ki and Lee Se-young, and I just really am eating both of them up in their roles. I love, I love Se-young as the Kim Yuri character. I think she's so cute and so fun um, and feisty, and I just really like her um, in this drama. So that's enough reason, like I said, to keep watching. And of course, you know, Seung-ki, he, he always brings it. But again, you know, I think their chemistry and those characters together is the real saving grace for the law cafe. And I, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Again, still kind of just like middle of the road. I'm not overjoyed watching this drama, but I'm also not bored and I'm not mad, you know? So that's where I am with the law cafe at this point. And I'm going to keep watching. I'm definitely going to finish it. Um, this one is not on the chopping block at all to be dropped. Now, let's talk about two big ones, um, Little Women and Mental Coach J. Gal. I'm going to talk really quickly about Mental Coach first because I have a lot more to say about Little Women than I, that I wasn't, I don't, okay. Mental Coach J. Gal. When I did my first impressions of Mental Coach J. Gal, I was in shock. I remember saying, hey, I did not think I was going to be recording a first impressions of this drama. I thought this was going to be one that I watched under the radar that I just didn't talk about and just kind of saw what it did and just and, and just did that. No, I, I watched the first two episodes and I was blown away. I was like, this is so good. So so good. And I'm at the midpoint now and I still feel like it is so good. And so right now, Mental Coach Shakeout is my saving grace. Like it is the drama that's continuing to remind me like, this is why you watch K-dramas, Lil. <laughs> this is why you watch them. It is exactly what I want in a K-drama. And, and it's exactly what I need in a K-drama right now with all the other things that I've been dealing with with my K-dramas. So it is literally my saving grace. I am still absolutely in love with Mental Coach Jagal. I think it's so wonderfully written. I just think it's so well written. And the performances are top tier. They're top tier. Top tier. Um, Jungwoo as Jagal, perfect. Yumi as Gaul, beautiful, love her. Oh my gosh, I love her to pieces. And I like that there's 
there's they had this new you know character come in I, I you know I was just like oh my goodness they're keeping it interesting I'm not bored I'm loving the writing there's so much goodness and I said this in the first impressions about mental coach I said there's a lot of words I didn't explain that well enough and I probably still don't know how to explain it but what I said that like it is a part of the drama that I think I love the most about it. I feel like there's a lot of like dialogue <laughs> and there's like this near a lot of good narration um, from Jay Gal a lot of times. And it's just what they're saying. I love it. I'm taking it all in and I just really appreciate it. I just really appreciate this one. So this is a standout star for me, and it is literally like the, my saving grace. It is, it is shining so bright right now in the midst of everything. <laughs> and I'm so glad to be watching it. So this is an example of what I was saying. Well, like, you know, as much as I'm trying to be, you know, a negative Nancy about my K-dramas right now, this is an example of like, but I can't because this is why I watch K-dramas. Mental Coach Dig Out, so good, so good so um, i'm glad it's 16 episodes because i feel like i have enough time with it these little short 12 episodes i don't know i don't know but i feel like mental coach having 16 episodes is exactly what i need as well like i feel like i've been finishing a lot of short ones i i don't know it's just exactly what the doctor ordered okay just exactly what i needed But now let's talk a little bit (laughs) about Little Women. So when I did my first impressions of Little Women, I remember saying that the first two episodes, they just threw a lot at me. And I was like, this is a lot for two episodes. How are you going to spread this out? Like, what else is of the story? Like, what's left of this story to tell? And it's going to be 12 episodes figures everything's 12 episodes so how what what it you know is that you know while you have 12 episodes like what what is the story gonna really you know lay out to be when I tell you I had no idea had no idea what this story was gonna look like and I still kind of don't know what it's looking like I have gotten through how many episodes has it been eight episodes of little women and I the 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 plot the twists the turns that have come about have completely blindsided me (laughs) every step like this is one drama where I'm like I have no idea where where it's heading I headed I have no idea every single episode I'm like where are we going what is this story how are we going to tell this in 12 episodes what's going to happen at the end this story has completely taken me on a wild ride and I don't know if that's me being um and and I don't know if that's a good thing like it's been a wild ride so much so that I'm like is this necessary all these twists and turns the way this story is unraveling you're doing a lot it's getting really messy and yes I understand it but at the same time I'm just like this story is doing a lot. And for what? <laughs> and for what? And I almost feel like, and I don't know if this is just me, 
But have you ever had this thought when you're watching something and you're you're like the performances, like the people that are acting in this drama are just such amazing actors that, you know, they I feel like sometimes the the writers and like the directors, like they provide a story for actors so that they can show their range. But at the same time, in showing their range, that means they're just drawing a lot at the actors or so that their characters can be all over the place. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit what's going on with Little Women. I feel like they are like, we have Kim Go-un, we have Nam Ji Young, like we have some, some amazing actresses in our leads. Like, let's have them just go through a lot <laughs> and see their range. And it's like, yeah, they're amazing. I get it. But the story that you're giving them is just like, it's complicated and a lot for for no reason. <sighs> but even in saying that, because it's such a twisty, tur- like turvy, where are we going to go from here kind of drama, when I'm watching each episode, I'm all like I'm on the edge of my seat. So I'm like, what's going to happen now? Like, I really don't know. I can't guess what's going to happen. Like every time I think I'm like, oh, this is going to be the case. Oh, this is what's going to happen. That's not what happens. And so I'm like, well, what is going to happen? And I like that as much as I don't like it. You know, it's like it's it's a double edged sword. Like you're giving me a lot, but you're also giving me a lot. And I don't know if you, you know, if it's necessary, I just don't know if it's necessary. <sighs> like the whole thing of in episode eight, where we find out like, who's the true villain of it all. <sighs> like that whole episode, I was like, what is going to happen to our girl Andrew? Like her in Singapore, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, at this point, let's just end the drama with all that you're putting her through. Like, I really thought she was going to die in episode eight. And I didn't see any way for him coming back to that. And 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 to think that we still have how many more episodes after an episode like that? It's just like, what was all of that for? Like, that should have been like an end, like almost like this is the end of the drama episode. But no, it's episode eight and we still got quite a few episodes to go. And I don't know what else could possibly happen to these to, to these girls in this drama. I don't know what else. Ooh, girl. But that's 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 neither here nor there. A little woman, I am watching. It does keep me on the edge of my seat because I don't know what the heck story they're telling. They are taking me on a wild ride and I guess I'm okay with that. Um, And I guess I'm okay with that. But the other thing about Little Women that has also been the thing that's made me be just um, kind of enraptured with it is the cinematography. Oh my goodness. When I tell you, I cannot look away from Little Women, not because the story is amazing, but because it's so beautiful to watch. The way that this drama is shot is top tier. It is just, you don't get better than this. And I was talking to one of my K-drama friends on Instagram about the cinematography cinematography of Little Women. And I was, you know, we were discussing how it's just amazing. 
but also how I want to know who the cinematographer is because I would follow them. Like whatever they're they're working on, I would probably find a way to watch and probably would enjoy because of how beautifully shot um, it would be. So I am a huge fan of the cinematography of Little Women. If you ever want to know a kind of vibe or look that I enjoy on screen, this is one of them. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my goodness, it's so good. But you know, yeah. So Little Women is is doing a lot. It's doing a lot. As I said in the first two, like my first impressions in the first two episodes, it was a doing, it was doing a lot then and it's still doing a lot now. It's a wild ride. You don't know what's happening. Twists and turns, ups and downs all the time. But it's beautiful to look at. So can you be really mad at it? <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Like, I can't really be mad at it because I just love looking at it so much. So, yeah, that's my midpoint impressions of Little Women, Once Upon a Small Town, The Law Cafe, and Mental Coach Jacob. I am still going to be watching all of those except maybe Once Upon a Small Town. I might let that one go. Even though I'm so close to being done with it, I'm still just like, is it worth my time? And that's even more, I'm questioning that even more because I have started some new dramas. So let's get into some of those. Let's get into some first impressions. And like my final impressions and these midpoint impressions for these dramas, like I didn't feel the need to give them their own standalone episode, which is a first for me because I like giving a good first impressions episode. But for these three dramas, I decided not to do it because um, they all were on the chopping block for me. I'm going to be 100% (laughs) all were on the chopping block. And I was like, why should I even talk about them when I'm just like, I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't know if they're going to make it. So the three that I'm going to talk about for my first impressions of is Loving Contract, the Golden Spoon and One Dollar Lawyer. I'm gonna start with. Who should I start with? One Dollar Lawyer. Yes, I'm gonna start with One Dollar Lawyer. And for that drama and for Loving Contract, I've watched the first three episodes. Um, so this is kind of a first impressions of three episodes of the drama, um, of those two dramas. And then for The Golden Spoon, I've only gotten through the first two. So let's start with one dollar lawyer. I I'm a sucker for legal dramas now. Everyone knows this. I'm just admitting it. I know everybody doesn't like law dramas. I know everybody doesn't like legal dramas, but I can really get them down. I really don't know why, but I can get them down. And I have to say, one dollar lawyer, the first two episodes, first three episodes, I thought they were so good. <laughs> period. I thought they were so good. I was going into them low expectations. Like I said, every one of these new dramas on for me were on the chopping block because like I said, I was just finishing some dramas that were like, that was lackluster. I'm in the middle of some dramas. I'm like, well, that's kind of lackluster. Any new drama I was starting was going to be like, you got to really blow me away because I'm feeling I'm feeling, I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling the weight of K-dramas right now. So I, I was very, I was going into it ready to rip it apart. Like I was ready to rip it to shreds. Like One Dollar Lawyer was on the chopping block. But I got through that first episode and I was like, wow, that was really good. (laughs) 
<laughs> then I got to the second episode. I was like, oh my gosh, that was really good. And then I was like, you know what? They got the third episode up. Let me watch this one. I was like, oh my gosh, that was really good. So I was not expecting that. And I absolutely enjoyed those three episodes. One Dollar Lawyer has... um let me see. Let me go through some of our kind of cast here. So One Dollar Lawyer has Nam Kung Min, um, Kim Ji Yoon, and um, Lee Dok Hwa, I believe. Yeah, his name um, as our kind of three leads. And um, Nam Kung Min, he is playing Chun Ji Hun, and he is the One Dollar Lawyer or One Thousand Won <laughs> Lawyer. And then we have Bake Mari, who is played by Kim Ji Un, and she's kind of like a prosecutor's assistant um, at one point. And then she, you know, ends up graduating, and then she ends up kind of going working for him for like a trial period so that she can work for her grandfather's law firm. And so he she ends up working for. Um, our one dollar one of one thousand one lawyer, not because she wants to. <laughs> he's more of a kind of rough around the edges. He's so super skilled, but he's kind of like I said, rough around the edges. And he's has such a big heart. Like he's is only accepting one thousand one as his kind of payment from his clients. And so he's just going around being a little modern day Robin Hood. And I adore him. I absolutely adore his character. I think he's wonderful. I love him. He's funny. He's, you know, <laughs> he's he's smooth, you know, but I just I, I absolutely adore his character. Everything about this lawyer character is just I love it. And then you have the big Mari character who's kind of like, she's coming from a very wealthy family. She's very privileged. And so she's going to, she like has to humble her, humble herself when working with him to kind of realize like, this is the big, this is the way a lawyer, a prosecutor should actually be working. And I'm loving seeing her kind of fight against herself. Um, while, you know, watching him and learning from him. And I just love that setup. And then, um, and I said Lee Dokwa is one of the leads, but also Pak um, Ji Woo is also another lead. I'm sorry. And he's like the um, office manager for our 1001 lawyer. And they're kind of um, chemistry and vibe is great together. And so they form this kind of little team and I'm loving it. I Love it. I even love the cases that we've seen so far. Like there is some actual law, you know, courtroom scenes and I've enjoyed the courtroom scenes. I don't know. I'm just really impressed by it. And I did see that this is based off of a, um, I think I saw this. I might be, I think this was 1001 lawyer, but yeah. So I think the actual screen, um, play was written back in 2015 and it like won an award like it won a um screenwriting like prize and then in 2015 and it's just now being turned into a drama and i love when that happens like that's one of the reasons why i was talking about um um not little women but mental coach jagal the writer um for that drama 
wrote Angry Mom. And that screenplay, if I'm remembering correctly, also had won like a, 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 pri- like a, a writing award or prize. And that's how it got made into an actual drama. And I just value when there's fresh writers on the scene. I just value fresh writers on the scene. And I don't know if the writers for um, 1001 Lawyer are fresh and new, but to know that they wrote that at a time where it had won because it was that good, it it, it shows. It really shows in the drama. It's so good. I really like it. It's another Disney Plus one, so it's not that accessible to a lot of people, which is a shame, but I really love it. And it's hilarious. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. The characters, like, they're comical in this cool way. Like, they know they're funny and they're being funny and they're like, it is what it is. And I love it. I love it. They don't take themselves too seriously, um, but... I don't know. I really get a kick out of it. I really get a kick out of this drama. So this is another highlight for me. This is one that I, like I said, was going into it, low expectations, ready to rip it apart and ended up really, really enjoying it. So that one is on my list to stay for sure. So now let me talk briefly about the golden spoon and you can see I'm saving loving contract for last and that is for a reason (laughs) okay so the golden spoon this one was one that I was actually really excited for so this was unlike the you know 1001 lawyer I was you know kind of like not expecting much from it that's not the case for the golden spoon when I saw the little teaser for it I was super excited for it. I was like, oh, this is going to be so cute. Oh my goodness. You're going to have like body swapping kind of situation or like swapping lives, you know, Freaky Friday kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I love that stuff. I eat that stuff up where it's like mistaken identity or like someone pretending to be someone they're not, uh, kind of fish out of water. I love it. I eat it up. So I was actually really excited for this drama. So when I got to it, I was like, you know, like the expectations were high. They were high. Um, and I also was really excited to see Yuk Sung Jae again. I, I like him or I remember liking him in, in dramas. <laughs> it's, been a little, it's been a little while. So I was excited to see him as well. Everyone else, not not too much over. I, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't over the moon with anyone else necessarily. But, you know, the cast was OK. It was OK. A lot of young you know, young, fresh faces. Um, but I was excited about the story. And I know it's based off of a web comic, like most of these dramas are these days. And so I was like, you know, the story's already there. Let's go. Let's have fun. So I get to the first episode and I was like, this is very Disney Channel. <laughs> Disney Channel with like a lot of bullying and violence. And I didn't know why I felt that way, but it really was not to say that just because it was on Disney plus, but it was just something very Disney about it. Um, as far as like the setup or like, you know, he gets to change and swap his life with someone by eating three times from this gold spoon at this you know person's house. And then once he does that, he will get to switch lives with that person. And it would be like, that was his life all along. And I very Disney channel, right? But like I said, it was, but it was also just saturated with a lot of violence and bullying that I was, and, and, and death. And I was like, whoa, I was expecting this. Like I was expecting this Disney setup, this kind of freaky Friday setup. And it was, it got dark really quickly. Um, So I was a little taken aback 
by that. I was like, hmm, this wasn't what I was expecting. I was hoping this one's going to be a little bit more fun and kind of lighthearted. Um, and it was, it was, it was pretty, got pretty dark. And then the second episode, I, you know, he, he get the, you know, our main character gets to switch his life. And so we get to see how that starts to take place. And then I got a little confused. I was like, wait, so, okay. He switched his life with his classmate, um, who's a rich person. So he's going from poor family to a rich family, but he's not, but no one is supposed to recognize the change. It's going to be like he was there all along. That was his life all along. But he is aware of the change. And so he knows his old life and his new life. But no one else does. But then his um, the, the, the classmate that he switched lives with actually remembers his old life in a way, but doesn't. And he's like accepting his new life as a poor you know person, but... But he also remembers his his old way of being as a rich person. Like, I I don't know. I just started getting confused. And I didn't think I don't think they did a good job with that. And I don't know how it is in the original webcomic. But however, how how they put it on the screen didn't come off very clear. And so I was like, mm, I'm barely losing me. You're losing me. But by the time they get to the end of it. You know, they were still losing me by the end of episode two. And I was like, I'm a little lost. I'm a little lost. And so I my my excitement for it did kind of plummet after the first two episodes. Again, I still like the setup. I still think this is this could be good for me, like something that I could enjoy. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to really suspend my dis my disbelief, I think. Um and I'm going to need to understand a little bit more what's going on, because like I said, it lost me in episode two. So I'm going to keep watching it so I can see if I, it clears itself up for me. But if it doesn't, I would be dropping this. I don't think I would have much problem dropping this because right now after by the time I finish episode two, I was like, yeah, I don't know what what I'm going to do with this drama it's definitely moved down the list as like dramas that I want to continue watching, which surprises me because this is the one I was most excited for out of the the three that I had started. So shame, shame, shame. That's why it's like, you got to be careful with your expectations. Okay. Always go with low expectations. <laughs> I have to remind myself of that, but you know, so the golden spoon right now is on the chopping block. It is still on the chopping block. I'm not sure if we're going to make it through, but we'll see. And I have to say that I should have checked. <laughs> I should have checked on who the um, director was because I really, really love Marriage Not Dating, which was one of the dramas that this director had done. And I, I mean, that's one of my favorite dramas of all time. But then the drama, the most recent drama that I've watched of his and didn't finish was The King's Affection. So... I should have been like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, that would have probably helped me kind of make a decision about this drama. But I, I don't know. I'm going to give it another episode. Um, next, I'm sorry, I'm going to give it two more episodes, three and four, and then I'll make my final decision after that. But it's on the chopping block. That's my first impressions of The Golden Spoon. I'm confused. All right. I'm confused. Okay. So now let's go ahead to our lovely love in contract. 
guys, 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 guys. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so I did watch three episodes, the first three episodes of Love and Contract. And um, that was on purpose because I will say after the first episode of Love and Contract, I said, wow, that was weird. After the second episode of Love and Contract, I said, whoa, this is weird. Then I finished the third episode and I was like, wow, this is a weird drama. (laughs) This is so weird. What is happening? What is going on? This is weird. (laughs) I, this drama, Love and Contract, I don't know what this is. Like who, what is this story? What is this story? (laughs) Can someone explain to me what this story is? No. Okay. So Love and Contract, as you may know, is about this, um, this character named Choi Sang-un, played by Park Min-young. And she's this beautiful, um, you know, charming uh, woman who happens to um, work as someone who contracts herself out to um, men for marriage. She will agree to marry, marry you for whatever purpose you need a wife, and then she will divorce you and move along to the next client. That is her job. That is her career. And she basically, you know, seems to have gotten to this life because she is actually a a table daughter and she feels like she was raised to be a wife. And so she has used those those skills and her training of growing up, you know, being made to be a wife (laughs) for something that's kind of like going against her, you know, table family. And so that's kind of her backstory. But she also has a client that she's been working with and who she's been married to, um, you know, this contractual marriage for five years. And he's very quiet. They, you know, meet three times a week for dinner. And like, that's it. Like, that's the extent of their marriage. And she values him as a customer because he's just so, you know, she just enjoys his company, I guess. And right towards the end of her kind of like, deciding that she wants to retire from this role and this job. She ends up cutting off all her clients and then she gets to her final one, her favorite, the one that she's been with for five years. Um, his name is Jung Ji-ho, played by Go Kyung-pyo. She starts to realize that she may have some kind of feelings for him and that's why she's been you know, in this marriage contract with him for so long and she's having a hard time you know, going through the kind of breakup divorce scenario with him, unlike how she's done in the past with all her other clients. And so you kind of start seeing that, you know, they have this little weird relationship, but that they may also want to stay married to each other, even though they both are kind of just contractually together. And then you have this, um, this other guy in her life, Kong Hae-jin, played by Kim Jae-young, who's an actor. He's like really famous actor who knew her when she was the table daughter. And he kind of fell in love with her at first sight at that point when he was young. And I guess he was in high school when he first saw her. And to this day, like he still thinks about her. And so when he runs into her again, he finds out that she is technically married to, you know, Jung Ji-ho, who lives in his same um, apartment complex or whatever and and it's just 
just even re going over this, I'm like, I actually think the setup of this drama is funny. Like it's fun. Like it's like this idea of like contract, you know, contractual marriage. Um, I, but in the first two episodes, there was this backstory with um, the Song Un character that was just like so convoluted. I didn't get it. I'm just like, what is happening? Then you had the way that they were presenting the Jung Jiho character. They made him so creepy and mysterious. And you're like, what is his issue? Like, you don't know what's wrong with him. Like, what, something must be off about him. He never talks and he goes to these um these classes to be more social and it's just like what is happening what is his character then you have this popular actor who's like still in love with his first love after all these years and he's in love with a cat he has his cat that he you know fawns over and it's just like everyone's weird the first episode first two episodes everyone was just so weird um but then the third episode I actually started getting interested in some of the characters. And by some of them, I just mean <laughs> Jung Ji-ho, who is the the five-year client of the um, Sang-un character. And he, they give him his story. They give us some of his backstory. They give us what's going on, a little bit more about what's going on with him. And he just, and he opens up and he starts talking more. And it's just like, oh my gosh, okay. He's a lot more interesting than I thought he was going to be. So I actually started my thoughts on... His character changed in episode three, but my thoughts on the drama as a whole hasn't. It's still a weird story. Like it's everything about it is just weird. And the characters are also very weird. Like the Jung Ji-ho character is like, I don't even know how to explain him. He's, he's awkward and he's a little, you know, he's quiet. He has trouble with social skills. He has like some past relationship trauma that we're not completely sure of. He's a judge. And so he is very aware of like the world and things that are going on in the world because he's like in a courtroom and he's seeing like these real world things taking place. And then you have like um, Kong Hae Jin, who's the popular famous actor who is kind of not of the world. He's, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, he is, he's not of the world because he's from a very wealthy family. He's kind of out of touch with the world. So you have this one character who's really in touch with like, what's really going on in the world. And then you have this other character who it's like out of touch (laughs) with the world. He's kind of just like floating around, floating around. And then you have Sang Eun, who is, you know, Park Min Young's character. And she's kind of just like this, this alien in between these two and their inter all their interactions between all three of them are just weird. It's just a weird story. I don't know how else to explain it. So imagine me saying like, it's just weird. And then finishing an episode and being like, well, that was just weird. I don't know how to, how to feel about this drama. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I want to keep watching it. I don't know if this is a bad drama or a good drama. Like, I don't know because it's just weird to me. And, and I don't know what to do with this drama. And this is a this hasn't happened in a long time for me with dramas where it's just like, it has left me a little stumped with like, I can't say I hate it. But I also can't say I love it. And I can't say that it's good. And I can't say that it's bad. It's just weird. 
That's the best way to describe this drama. And you would only know what I mean if you watch it, I think. This is the type of drama where it's like, I can't really tell you about it. I can't really explain it because you're going to be like, wait, what are you talking about? What what is this? You gotta have to you gotta have to experience it to get what I mean when I say it's weird. It's not the best. Um, it's not the best of Parkman Young by any means, but it's definitely better than what she did earlier this year with Sangha. <laughs> Forecasting love and weather. Now that one I just couldn't stand, but loving contract I kind of because it's. Just because it's weird, it keeps you interested. You know, like, it's like, why is it so weird? What is this weirdness going to lead to? It has me a little intrigued. And I think that's a good thing going for it. So I feel like if it was just completely bland and blah and boring and annoying, I would be like, not interested. I would be like, okay, I'm dropping it. Like I did with forecasting love and weather, but there's some, the, the weirdness is what it's kind of its charm. And it's and it has me intrigued of like what is this weirdness going to lead to, um, and it is a love triangle. Um, I'm assuming it's going to take place. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Because you know, with love triangles, you got to give us a viable two options. And I'm not sure if her, you know, the second male lead, Kong Hei, Hei Jin character is going to really be a viable option for her. Because she's already expressed that she's, you know, slightly, you know, falling for her five-year-long client, Jung Ji Ho. So I'm just like, mm, I wonder if this Heijin character is really going to be able to come in and be a viable option for a love triangle. Or if he's just going to be another annoying second male lead situation. I don't know. I don't know. But this one, I am going to continue to see what happens I'm not gonna say it's I'm not gonna drop it like I can't say that I can't make any promises because it's still so weird and I'm still trying to figure it out but I think I'm still interested enough to keep watching um to see what happens it's not it's not completely off the chopping block but it's also I can't make any promises. I'm going to finish it, basically. <laughs> we'll see. So out of my first impressions of these three, Loving Contract, The Golden Spoon, and $1 Lawyer, I absolutely love $1 Lawyer. Surprise for me. Didn't expect to really enjoy it, but I'm really enjoying it. Golden Spoon was super excited about this drama. And after the first two episodes, my interest has completely dropped but I will stick around and give it two more episodes. Loving Contract, after first three episodes, such a weird drama. One of the weirdest dramas I've watched this year. But the weirdness is its charm and has me interested in continuing to see what happens with the weirdness. Um, but for a kind of batch first impressions of these three, dra- three dramas, it is still not glowing reviews for K-dramas. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Like I'm one for one for three there. And it's a one for two. I don't even know how to do that. But I, I don't know. I, at least I have one drama that I really am going to enjoy. I think $1 a year. So yeah. 
So let me just go back and recap now after discussing all of those lovely dramas. I want to talk about the ones that I'm still currently watching and the ones I just started and kind of just fill you in on the ones that are kind of top of my list and the bottom of my list. So definitely top of my list, Mental Coach Degal, as well as One Dollar Lawyer and um, The Law Cafe. Um, and then kind of right in the middle there, I would have to say would be Little Women um, and Loving Contract. Little Women has bumped down from being at the top of the list because like I said, it's been very over the top <laughs> this entire time. And I don't know if it's been the over the top that I've just kind of like, ooh, enjoying or is it the over the top that it's kind of like, oh my gosh, can you tone it down just a little bit and make this a little bit more streamlined for me? So it, it's kind of in the mid middle for me. Um, and then loving contract because it's just so weird and I don't know what's going on with it. But at the bottom definitely would be once upon a small town. I just don't know if I'm going to finish that. And then the golden spoon, which I really was excited for, but it is, it got a little, it got a little, um, confusing there and it shouldn't, I'm like, it's a kind of drama. It's like, why is this, a, why is this getting confusing? It should not be confusing. Okay. Like it's, it's a Disney plot. Like, why is this confusing? But it got confusing. So those are kind of, you know, where I am with those. Um, and overall, with thinking about the dramas that I'm still watching and the dramas I just finished watching, me and K-dramas right now, we're on the fence, right? We're just on the fence. We're not having a lot of success. We're having kind of like lukewarm success. And I guess lukewarm success is still success, <laughs> but it's not, you know, like I said, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm watching my next favorite drama. Cause like, I feel in the beginning of the year with, um, 2521 and, um, my liberation notes, like I had like back to back great experiences. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have my favorite dramas of the year. But since then I haven't watched another drama that has rivaled those two as my favorite drama of the year. But I do remember at some point last year when I had my favorite dramas of the year, which was, I think, Mad for Each Other and Run On, The Devil Judge came a little bit later and like blew those two out of the water. Well, it didn't blow them out of the water, but it totally was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So I feel like I'm missing that drama right now. And I thought Little Women was going to be that. And it really isn't. Um, Mental Coach Jagal could definitely be it. It is. It could turn out to rival um, my two faves from this year so far. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I don't know. I'm not sure. But it definitely could rival it. So I just feel like I am used to also having like a standout, standout drama, um, you know, at this point of the year. And all I have is Mental Coach and that's not bad. It's not bad. But, you know, mental coach is on the muted end um, for me as far as faves. But still good. Still, still pretty darn good. So I don't know. I just, as you can hear by this episode, it's just been a lot going on. This is why these are musings and ramblings episodes. Because I'm just, I'm really trying to take stock of like where my head is in K-dramas. And it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And it's really my fault because I'm watching too many dramas and a lot of them are just not good. So it's leaving me a little loopy, but you know, I'm still confident that there may be some standouts to come, um, as the year comes to an end, as far as we go into, you know, October. And so I have to end this episode with 
maybe a couple dramas that I'm looking forward to starting and, and, and looking forward to watching when they air. So one that I am planning on watching, um, which isn't one that I'm super excited for, but I was like, oh, okay, this looks kind of interesting. Um, is the Gauss Electronics, I believe it's called. I don't have super high expectations for it, but I did want to check it out. Okay. I did want to check it out. I know. Look at me. I'm like, I don't have any room, but I might be dropping the golden spoon and um, once upon a small town. So I might have a little bit of room <laughs> to add another drama. Um, I'm also looking forward to Glitch, which is going to be another Netflix kind of 10 episode drop. So I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for a curtain call. Don't know when that one's airing, but you have Kang Hanul in it and I'm there. He, I made it through Insider for him this year. So the curtain call better give me everything and more because Insider was a rough one. Um, I'm also super excited, super excited because my bae, which you all know is Bay in Hyuk, <laughs> will be in two dramas airing this October, I believe. And it's The Queen's Umbrella and Cheer Up. When I tell you I am so excited, I am so excited to see him in anything because his past couple dramas have been drops for me. Like I have dropped, I dropped Why Her with him in it. I mean, there was a drama last year that I dropped with him. And like, I have not had a lot of good successes with his most recent um, releases. So I'm excited that I get two options <laughs> that uh, fingers crossed that one of them is viable <laughs> and doesn't get dropped. But I'm really excited about the Queen's Umbrella. I need a new um you know, period drama. I need another one. So I, I'm excited for that. And then cheer up the cheerleader concept. I love a good cheerleader <laughs> drama and like youth drama. So super excited for cheer up. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So as much as I am feeling a little, you know, bogged down and beat up with K dramas right now, I still have hope. I'm still looking forward to the new ones coming up and I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Okay. I'm holding on. <laughs> I hope you're holding on. Please let me know. Am I the only one feeling this way? Am I watching too many dramas? Do I need to just take a break from all the new airing dramas and just go back and watch some ODs? Uh, should I? Should I? Let me know. Let me know what you guys are doing with K-dramas. How many K-dramas are you watching currently? How many have you dropped recently? How many are you excited for? Let me know. I'll leave that as a question so that you can answer that in Spotify, okay? So I think I've made it to the end. This was definitely true to the episode name as in ramblings and musings. So I apologize that it was so rambly, but I had to get it out. Like I said, this is me taking stock with you all. You know how I like to have these, these moments with like, these are kind of conversations with you all. And I wanted to be honest, like I said, with you and kind of just let you in on how I was feeling because I think you would know if I came on here and started, um, you know, recording an episode about a drama that I just didn't care about. Like I just didn't feel enough about and I didn't want to put that out. So I thought it'd be best to kind of end the month of September with this episode, um, just recapping how I'm feeling about K-Drama Land and what I'm hoping <laughs> for the future in K-Drama Land. I don't know, but I hope this was me, you know, 
my my honesty and sincerity came through, even though it was super rambly and I was kind of all over the place talking about these individual dramas. But I think you get what I meant by like how I'm feeling by the way that I talked about these dramas, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that came across at least. But that's it. I'm done. I promise. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>